How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Today, we want to discuss a couple of players with stock up and stock down following that preseason game um, against the Eagles. And, you know, definitely a tough one. Definitely some uh, notable takeaways. And we have a couple of players who, you know, we're going to try to focus on ones that actually, like, are rising and not, like, the big names that we already know are on the roster and cemented as starters or whatever it might be. Try to take a look at some guys that, uh, you know, definitely are fringe uh, but have made an impact or rather maybe not have made an impact on the guys that have stocked down. Um, so I'm excited to dive into some interesting players here, defenders, um, so a receiver, some pretty uh, talented players, but ultimately some guys have showed up more than others. And at this point, you know, we have to start making decisions because the roster cups are quickly approaching my friends. So these guys got to stand out quickly if they want to make the roster and, uh, you know, make that first cut uh, round of cuts rather. So uh, Ryan, before we dive into the stock up and stock down of some of these players, how do you tell my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. I think this is, you know, a good time to really start talking about like the bottom of the roster and how things are going to, you know, come late August, early September as, you know, the season approaches. And we're about two and a half weeks now fully through camp and preseason game, you know, completed. So I think we have somewhat of an idea, you know, really on some of the depth spots of this roster and really where things could end up going. Um, I think, you know, there, there's a couple who are pretty self-explanatory. You know, there were there were about five or so who I felt like have, have, you know, rose their stock and there have been about four who I would say, you know, maybe haven't performed as we expected going into the summer, you know, maybe have had quiet camps, um, you know, really haven't been available. A couple of these guys, which I think is huge in all this. And, you know, I think most of the players here, you know, are, are pretty good to really talk about a little bit here today is, you know, final cuts approach. Absolutely. So let's dive into the first one being defensive end Jabari Zuniga. So Zuniga kind of spent time with the practice squad last year, um, only made 53 total snaps um, and only three appearances with the top team. Had a couple of moments where he looked okay against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, had a sack and a tackle. Uh, so showed a little bit of value there. Then the other two games was rather inconsistent, didn't really do much. Uh, 22 snaps against Indianapolis and 10 snaps against Houston, really just filling in for some injuries, you know, to Bryce Huff. And of course, Carl Lawson wasn't available. But 2020, he played a lot more, 103 snaps, so double the amount of snaps. Still not a lot, but, you know, did a little bit. Awful run defender, did not provide much as a pass rusher, a lot better last season um, in, in a smaller sample size. But you know, this is a guy who's really been looking a lot better. Sometimes it takes a couple of years for guys to reach their ceiling, and that's that's okay. You know, as a third round pick, you don't expect a ton, but definitely some value. I think we expected more out of him uh, but instead of getting relegated to the practice squad as a, as a sophomore player. But 2020, he was drafted out of the out of Florida, um, 79th overall selection. He's a guy that's been standing out recently, flying under the radar in a deep edge group. So there's a lot of depth at that position, and ultimately, you know, having a guy that stands out is always a good thing. And you know, maybe he can make an impact in somewhere at least as a rotational piece. Um, so you know, what are your first impressions of Jabari Zuniga, and do you, what are the chances you think he can actually make this roster? Absolutely, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is exactly what you said in the middle there, like. This was a guy who was always a bit more of a developmental project when the Jets drafted him in the third round in the 2020 draft. And, you know, there was obviously no offseason his rookie year. And last year, I mean, the Jets had invested in Carl Lawson, Vinnie Curry, had Bryce Huff. And then this offseason with JJ and Jacob Martin being added into the mix, you know, he's kind of just fallen down a little bit in terms of just, you know, how much he's been discussed and really what his chances of making the final roster were. But Quietly, he's had a good camp. One of the stock down guys we're going to talk about, who I, I thought was a lot to be on this roster, and you know hasn't really played a ton. I think he's given Zuniga an opportunity, and he had a sack in that first preseason game the other night. You know, he, he was very recently picked, like you said, 79th overall, and 
I think the versatility that he offers, similar to guys like John Franklin Myers, Michael Clemens, even getting some looks inside. And, you know, Zuniga is a guy with some, you know, potential to really grow. And I think you're really starting to see him come into his own. And if I had to say right now, I think he's going to be the sixth edge defender on this, you know, final roster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be pretty cool to see him kind of elevate his status and practice squad to the roster. Um, definitely a guy, like you said, flying under the radar. So that's nice to see. And the next guy uh, that we have on the upswing, Tenzel Smart, defensive tackle, uh, really strong uh, 2021 preseason, but ended in the practice squad. He spent the entire year there, had sacks in his first preseason game, two sacks in his first preseason game. So that's a really good sign for him. Um, you know, the, the Jets don't have a ton of depth at defensive tackle. They have some good players there. Uh, but I think that in run defense terms, like you're looking for more value. And if you can get pass rush uh, quality from the defensive tackle spot, that's always a bonus. Um, definitely a guy that's also kind of swinging under the radar here. So I think, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see him get a roster spot if he can continue uh, performing well during these next two preseason games. Uh, but, you know, what are you thinking about Tanzel Spar and his chances? For sure. I think this is a guy most Jeff fans would have told you last summer deserved to be on the final roster. I mean, he had a really strong preseason in 2021. The reason he spent all of last year with the team on the practice squad and was re-signed this offseason. And, I mean, he really picked up right where, you know, he left off and had two sacks in the first preseason game. We've obviously discussed the, you know, depth of defensive tackle after Quentin Williams, JFM, uh, Solomon Thomas, Sheldon Rankins, who's going to be that fifth guy. And I think so far, Smart is potentially taking that from Jonathan Marshall and Nathan Shepard. And, I mean, if he can continue to produce like he has in the preseason recently – I think he's going to be another guy similar to Zuniga who's had a good camp and going to play himself on in this final 53-man roster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always nice to see these guys kind of come out of nowhere and, and earn an opportunity. But the last guy that we have on the upswing, um, you know, like I said, tried to pick a couple of guys that, you know, definitely are not cemented. It could go either way, but it's nice to kind of talk about them because, you know, they have been performing well. Is safety Will Parks. Uh, Parks, seven-year veteran, signed late last year, played well. Um, re-signed before free agency this offseason, you know, he's a leader. That, and that's kind of what you want. Like, you know, you look at LaMarcus Joyner, started in place of uh, of him on Friday night, and then, you know, he's been quietly having a pretty good camp. Um, so Will Parks, a guy that has a lot of experience, a leader in that safety room. You know, I don't necessarily trust Aston Davis. I think he's a fast guy, but he's a bad tackler and bad angles. And I just really don't like him, honestly, as a, as a starting level player, let alone um, a second tier backup. He's not the best, in my opinion. Um, you know, he honestly, he'd be better as a track star and field and, and, <laughs> and track and field. Uh, but you know, ultimately you look at a guy like Will Parks, like you said, um, or like, you, like, you know, as you're probably going to say, he can offer this team a lot of veteran experience and maybe, you know, supplement some injuries down the road or, uh, you know, at least if LaMarcus Joyner isn't providing much, if he gets hurt, whatever it happens to him, um, you know, maybe he can fill that role at a cheaper price point. So, uh, definitely a thought there. What are you thinking about Will Parks and his chances of making the team? For sure. I love your point there on replacing Joyner if needed, because you, you look at the, the depth currently. I mean, Ashton Davis, third year player, varying experiences, missed time with injury. Jason Pinnock's only a second year player making the transition from corner. Doesn't have the experience yet. Do you really want to throw him out there? Elijah Riley is only a third year player who's spent most of his career on the practice squad. And all of a sudden, I mean, you're just looking at Will Parks as a guy who has is in his seventh year in the league, you know, is a day three pick and, has lasted a long time in the league. I think he's quietly had a good camp. I mean, you look at some of his ball production, he's made some interceptions. Like you said, he's a leader to the safety group. And I think someone that guys in the locker room look to and respect. And, you know, uh, going back to the point with Joyner, I mean, 
Friday night, obviously he joiner has been out with an illness and parks was the one who started alongside whitehead to begin the game. So I think he's a guy who's definitely, you know, on the, the way up as, you know, final uh, roster cuts come. And to me, just the veteran experience, the leadership that parks provides, I think give him, you know, a really good chance. And he's definitely another one of those players flying under the radar. Absolutely. I'd also like to throw out an honorable mention to Michael Clemens. Um, he's a guy that really looked good in the preseason game. Um, you know, he actually walked away with a sack. He had a tackle for a loss, a QB hit, two solo tackles, four total tackles and um, in that game against the Eagles. So maybe he's someone that's making an impression too. Uh, so that's a pretty good sign from him. You know, Michael Clemens, what are you thinking about him? For sure. I think, you know, Clemens was definitely always a roster guy, but I think he surpassed expectations is the way to say it to this point. You knew like this guy was big. He's a physical specimen. And I think it's been pretty well documented, even with like the sauce gardeners and the Mackay Beckins on this team physically, like this is a guy who definitely jumps out and, you know, his run defense was a bit raw. I think that was the main concern. And early on here, I mean, you're just really seeing his pure ability as a pass rusher, his speed and power. This is a guy with some moves, some good technique. And the, the point I brought up before with him, the versatility he offers, I think is really nice. And not just playing as an edge defender where the Jets are relatively deep, especially in terms of rushing the passer. But this guy's gotten some looks as a five technique. And I think his ability to work with maybe a bit more space on the inside over some guards could play to his advantage. The last two uh, players I definitely wanted to mention who are honorable mentions for me, you know, in terms of stock up or two skill position players, um, Calvin Jackson, the wide receiver who, you know, has gotten some buzz really since he was brought in for a tryout after the draft and caught that game winning touchdown. Obviously he offers some, you know, special teams of versatility, but I think he's really like a candidate to be a six receiver. Obviously we're going to talk about, you know, one of the self-explanatory receivers who hasn't really helped himself. And the last one being Lawrence Cager at tight ends, um, a guy we, we did an episode on and, you know, a former receiver. So you obviously know he's got the speed and athletic ability at tight end and they get, they manufactured two touches for him in space the other night. And you saw just how well this guy moves after the catch. So Lawrence Cager, Calvin Jackson, two other players, I think worth keeping an eye on here. Yeah, we did discuss Lawrence Cager a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, nice to see him actually standing up. The players that we have on the downswing, and uh, as you kind of alluded to, Denzel Mims has not helped himself, right? Against the Eagles, he walked away with actually uh, two catches for 25 yards, 12 and a half on average, obviously, and then, uh, you know, on five targets. So there's three receptions there that he left on the table. Um, and ultimately, you know, this is a guy who needed to have a good spring, or rather summer. He needed to have a good camp. He needed to show that he could be the guy if they needed to supplement any deficiencies at wide receiver. Now, he doesn't offer you anything on special teams. You have Braxton Berrios, who looked awesome, by the way, um, as that kick returner. He had a couple big returns um, early on in the game. So that was nice to see. You know, he's quick, fast. He's agile. He makes good decisions. Um, and, you know, he can offer you a lot as a receiver as well, especially in the, out of the slot, you know, smaller guy, but he's, he's good in space. Um, and then, you know, of course, like you said, you got Lawrence Cager who, who made an impact, which is pretty solid. You got Garrett Wilson, Jeff Smith, Elijah Moore, Calvin Jackson, you mentioned, um, these guys are all making impact. So, you know, Denzel Mims has put himself in a little bit of a hole here. I think he makes the roster just because I think the talent is there, but you know, he's definitely, uh, running out of time to make a significant impression. You know, what are you thinking about? Uh, Denzel Mims, you know, how to drop on Friday. He's barely working with the twos. It, it's, it's an opportunity for maybe another guy to earn a roster spot. So he he's running out of time. He's got to, he's got to step it up big time. For sure. I mean, he he's on the fringe at this point. I think you could say, I mean, you said it, he left some, you know, opportunities on the table Friday night, the drop on the quick out route was definitely discouraging. I, I think that's the type of, you know, inconsistency with him. Like his two catches were good routes, good releases. Like he beat press coverage on one of them and, 
showed some, you know, good things that you want to see, but just that drop, I, I think some of the lapses mentally at times are a bit frustrating. We've obviously talked about after the top four, more Wilson, Davis, Barrios, you know, really him and Jeff Smith competing for that fifth receiver spot. And I mean, Jeff Smith to me has taken that, you know, he he's cemented himself on this roster as the fifth receiver. And it's going to be interesting to see if they even keep a sixth receiver. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Calvin Jackson has supplanted Mims at this point as that guy. And, you know, Mims is hardly even working with the backups in practice, like you said. And to me, it's just the, the writing really seems on the wall with him at this point that uh, it's not really looking great. Yeah, man, Ugh, man, I just I want Denzel Mims to be successful so badly because he's such a talented player. It just it just pisses me off that he just continues to like, you know, kind of hurt himself here. It reminds me a lot of Darius Slayton ways. It's just a lot of the drops really are the worst thing about some of these guys. It just you're you're a professional receiver, for goodness sake. How are you dropping easy cat? It's just crazy to me. Um, you know, it, it's like, imagine, imagine if you were a professional or a specialist at anything and you just could not do it well, you probably wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so it definitely hurts to see, but, uh, the next guy on the downward trend is Vinnie Curry defensive end. Um, you know, definitely an experienced veteran there, a guy who, you know, I thought actually could make a pretty significant impact on this jets team this season. I mean, he, he definitely has value, but hasn't really looked like his normal self. Maybe his age is catching up to him. Um, maybe there's just a lot more competition. I don't know. Like, what do you thought? What are you thinking about Vinny Curry? Cause this is, this is a guy who's been underperforming, but we know what he's capable of. And this certainly isn't it for sure. I mean, Vinny Curry is one of those guys coming into the summer. I mean, I, I had really locked in on this roster and once again, he he's older, he's over 30 years old. And again, the issues are just a lack of availability. I mean, he, he had what was like, you know, stated as a minor injury at first. And I mean, it's been like a week and a half. We really haven't seen him on the field and, We've talked about Michael Clemens, Jabari Zuniga, and we know the top of this group is very heavy with JJ, JFM, Carl, um, Bryce Huff, Jacob Martin. I mean, I think you just kind of get caught up there and you realize that, you know, the less and less he's available, just the slimmer his chances of being on the roster are. And it's a shame because I, I like guys like Denzel Mims and Vinny Curry. A lot of his salary is guaranteed, which I think makes things maybe a bit complicating. But I think as of now, you got to really say his stock is going down. Yeah, that's big facts. And the last guy we have on our downward trending list is LaMarcus Joyner. LaMarcus Joyner, veteran safety, um, you know, has definitely been losing some snaps lately. Like I said, you got Ashton Davis, you got uh, Jordan Whitehead, who's obviously the penciled in starter. But Joyner is just every year gets a little bit slower, a little bit less efficient. And I think this might be um, his time to to go to walk into the sunset after a lengthy, successful career. But it seems like he'll stick around for this season. Um, I don't think I don't know if the Jets will necessarily get rid of him. I think that he's a leader in the locker room and respected. Um, so there is that, but I do think he's lost a step. He doesn't have that same, you know, sideline to sideline range he once did. Um, and I think that's going to provide uh present a liability in the defensive backfield. I mean, you got DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner who are definitely capable of making up the ground, but if you don't have that safety up over top, it definitely hurts. But again, like you got Jordan Whitehead right now, so you're really only using Lamarcus Joyner if you desperately need somebody and you need to replace a, a safety. So, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on him and the chance of him making the roster? I think uh they are dwindling as time goes on. For sure. They're, they're definitely dwindling. And he was another one of those guys like Benny Curry. I mean, I thought it was a lot to be on this roster. And if I had to guess, he probably still will be on it. But uh, another, you know, situation where this guy's over 30 years old, hasn't been available. I mean, last year, obviously the injury in the first game early on. And you just, it's the wear and tear that catches up to some of these guys over time. I mean, he's had a great career. I think, you know, if he is healthy, he probably does start alongside Jordan Whitehead. But 
I think you got to ask yourself, like, how much availability can he really provide at this point with his age, some of the injuries over the last couple of years, and, you know, some of the depth the Jets have at safety. It, it's going to make things, you know, tough on him with, you know, Will Parks, Ashton Davis, Jason Pinnock, Elijah Riley, obviously Whitehead. So there's a lot of guys there, and I think, you know, Joiner right now, you got to say he hasn't been available over some time now and with an illness, I think he's definitely another one of those guys, you know, stock going down right now. Yeah, man, but there's time. There's time for these guys to make an impression during the second preseason game. So, uh, you know, cuts coming up, but they got one last opportunity before things get a little bit uh, real for a lot of players. Um, but guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below on these individual guys and maybe some throw-ins that you have, honorable mentions, uh, stock up and stock down. Uh, there is some cool, cool players rising through the ranks here. You know, some younger guys in Jabari and, you know, Tenzel Smart and Will Parks, a seven-year veteran who definitely could replace that LaMarcus Joyner role if need be. Uh, but always happy to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments. So appreciate that as always. And make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. 